0: of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in that last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading.
1: A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our Righteousness. The Word of the Lord. Amen.
2: I trust in you let, me not be nor let, let none who look to you be put to shame let be show me your ways o lord and teach me your lead me in your truth and teach me For Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Gracious and upright is the Lord. He He guides the humble in doing right. All the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness.
1: is the A reading from Thessalonians How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. The word of the Lord. Amen.
3: Of one nation's confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will think from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your head. Because her redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fifth tree and all the trees. As soon as they stop leaf, you can see for yourself, and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I told you. This generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that they catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all of these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. you.
4: God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Those words are from the special prayer for this day, the collect for the first Sunday of Advent. All the paradoxical themes of Advent are compressed into that one prayer. Christ coming as a child at Christmas to save us, and Christ coming again at the end of time as a king to judge us. The images clatter against each other with their messages of sin and grace, justice and mercy, comfort and challenge. Cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, we pray. And that perhaps best expresses who we are and where we are somewhere between the darkness and the light. Several years ago, my wife and I were camping in the Sinai desert, following in the footsteps of Moses and the children of Israel, and sleeping under the stars. And what stars they were. Brilliant points of light in a black velvet sky, stars so clear and bright that it really did seem as if we could reach out and touch them. Now These were the same stars that shine upon us in Connecticut, but the reason they seem so brilliant out in the Sinai Desert is the deep darkness there. With the total absence of electric light. Only when it is really dark enough can we see the stars. Today on the first Sunday of Advent the color of our vestments and the altar hanging is not the red of Santa's suit nor the white of snowy tinsel, but somber purple, the church's color of waiting and reflection. We light one small, barely-burning candle (laughs) on the Advent wreath to proclaim our belief that Christ's light will come to pierce our darkness. And now we wait with only a small sign of hope. We wait in darkness because that is when we can see the stars. The Gospel today is not about the first coming of Christ, the birth of the baby in the manger, but about Christ's second coming in power and great glory. It's a dark passage that we heard, enough to make us yearn for a star. Jesus himself had predicted the darkness. He had told the people that the temple would be destroyed and indeed in A.D. 70, it burned to the ground. It was burned by the Romans and left a desolate ruin. And now, in today's gospel, Jesus predicts that things will get even darker. There will be distress among the nations, he says. The sea will roar and foam, and there will be fear in every heart. Jesus is preaching cosmic calamity in the making. Things are going to get worse and worse, he says, not better and better. Jesus says that there is little anyone can do to stop the rising tide. It's not a question of more sandbags and returning walls. Everything is going to get washed away. But then, Jesus says, then in the darkest moment of greatest despair, Christ will come with power and great glory to judge us and save us. Now, you may well wonder what all of this has to do with getting ready for Christmas. This is a strange text indeed in a season to be jolly. But it is a text addressed to all who are facing hard times. And you know, I think that probably includes every one of us. Now, if you've never faced tragedy, or you're sure you never will, (coughs) rejoice! and let visions of sugar plums dance in your head. (laughs) But if you carry the scars of grief in your heart, or if you have the sneaking suspicion that you might walk through some pretty dark valleys before you end this life, Jesus's words are for you. The point of today's gospel is this. When there is nothing you can do to help yourself, nothing at all, God will act on your behalf. When you are without resources of any kind, when you see the tide flooding over you inch by inch and stand helpless before it, When you have nothing left, no defense, no shred of hope. That is the time to lift up your head and look. That is the time when you can see the stars. Today's Gospel reading is not a call to self-reliance. It talks of disasters so great that we couldn't begin to fix them on our own. Nor is this gospel about seeing our problems as opportunities, about turning lemons into lemonade. Nor is this text advice to be cheerful in the face of the storm. Sometimes the storm is too wild to do that. When the heavens shake and the sea roars and foams, singing a happy tune is not much help. This gospel text is not about positive thinking, but about times when all of your resources have been exhausted when you can't lift yourself up by your bootstraps because you have no boots, maybe no legs. The cancer wins. The fire burns out of control. The bank account is empty. The pursuit of peace falls apart and nations begin solving their problems with tanks and bombs and guns and barbed wire. The earth shakes, and you have no power to stop it. At times like these, raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near, says Jesus. Salvation is on its way not because you are optimistic or can work your way out of a tight spot, but because God is going to act. Our Christian hope does not rest on what we might do, but on what God will do. Christian hope rests on a God who saves us when we are hopelessly mired in sin and shame, who gives us the strength and the grace to turn from evil. Christian hope rests on a God who brings victory when we are utterly defeated, even death does not thwart God. Death may seem like the ultimate defeat to us, but God has the power to bring life from death, to give us eternal life, and to bring faith and hope to those who mourn. God will and does act on our behalf quite apart from anything we human beings did. God gave us the gift of a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Emmanuel, God with us, always. We didn't produce the incarnation. We didn't demand it, earn it, think it up, will it into being. God just crept down the back stairs of heaven and placed a baby in Bethlehem's manger because we needed him. Not many people were at the manger when Jesus was born. A young mother and a foster father, scared and a long way from home. Some humble shepherds watching their flocks by night. And some wise men who followed a star. Who is at the manger today? Who will find hope? in the babe of Bethlehem. In some ways, the world is not too much different than it was 2,000 years ago. Those who will find hope in the birth of Christ will be those whose lives are darkest. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are persecuted, those who hunger and thirst for what is right and above all those who have the eyes of faith. Faith, you see, is what makes the darkness endurable. Faith is what gives us the courage to wait in the darkness and look for God. Faith gives us the hope to look up and see the stars, stars that are the signs of God's presence, God's power, and God's love. The prophet Jeremiah had such faith in a time when Israel's fortunes were at their lowest ebb, When Jeremiah himself was living in exile and rejection, The prophet looked up and saw a vision of the days that were surely coming when God would bring justice and righteousness to the land and the people would live in safety. Former President George Bush, whose death we mourn today, also had eyes of faith at a dark time a time of widespread concern over our nation's faltering economy and our dangerous relationships in the Middle East. President Bush looked around him, looked at America and saw not darkness but a brilliant diversity of people shining like a thousand points of light. And we too can have eyes of faith. When a couple in a troubled marriage at the end of their rope ask God to restore their broken relationship, when those searching for work dare to believe that God has better things in store for them than they can ask for or imagine. And when we all stop settling for the world as it is and start asking God to help us work for the world as it should be,
0: We stand as we affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, Father.
1: God of new life, we offer up our needs, our hopes, our thanksgivings, and our fears because you have promised to hear us and you have promised to come to us. God of hope, we wait for you. Inspire the church to abound in love for one another and for all just as we abound in love for you. Strengthen our hearts and give us wisdom and compassion to do your work, trusting in your promise to be with us always. God of hope, we wait for you. Guide the leaders of our communities, this nation, and the world to execute justice and righteousness in all lands. We pray especially for Donald, our president, Daniel, our governor, and Ned, our governor-elect. Be of comfort and aid where there is distress among nations, so that all may live in safety. God of hope, we wait for you. We remember before you those who are sick, alone, unsafe, or in distress, especially those on our parish prayer list and those we remember now. Your compassion and love are from everlasting. Grant to those who suffer healing, companionship, safety, and peace. God of hope, we wait for you. We remember those who have died, who you now see you face to face. We pray especially for President George Bush. God of hope, we wait for you.
0: Almighty God, when the signs of the times make us weary and afraid, We lift up our souls to you and put our trust in you. Prepare our hearts to receive you in all the unexpected ways you come to us. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Thought, word and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we have to repent. For the Savior, of Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on you. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in everlasting light. Amen. stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning. Please be seated. Welcome to St. John's on this drippy morning. It's wonderful to be back on the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of a whole new church year. Before I mention anything else of all the wonderful things that are going on during this season, a heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you, part of this community that we have that we're very blessed to be a part of, In these last few weeks while I've been away, I've been the recipient of many, many blessings and prayers and words of comfort. And so that I give thanks to each and every one of you in deep, deep gratitude. How fortunate I am to be able to be held up by this loving and compassionate faith community. That's what church is all about. And so when we need to be held up, it's a blessing. And we're also there to hold the other person up. That's the way life works. As Bill said so beautifully in his sermon, when we have struggles, and we all have them, but we know we're not alone. And we can walk wherever God calls us to walk as long as we know we have someone by our side. And also a big thank you to Bill and Hope. I can't say enough. to have not, a, not only colleagues, but wonderful friends who step, step up so seamlessly and to take charge in this great community. And again, deep, deep gratitude for both of you. Uh, I could not have been away like I needed to be without you being here uh, to do that. So, also a word of thanks. I would like to ask Christoph and Dale to stand up, the stretches who had the uh, Christmas festival this year. Did tremendous amount of work and a big thank you to all the volunteers. It does take a village to pull this off, and the joy and the positive energy that was here in this building yesterday speaks volumes of your dedication to doing this good work, and thank you. There's still a lot of things that you didn't have a chance to buy, you weren't finished shopping yesterday. There are more jewelry that's out there, these beautiful uh, knitting shawls and so forth. There are books, books by the bag, I believe. Books, Bills, books by the bag. Say that For three times real so fast. For one buck. Uh, there are also advent uh, calendars available. is also advent reads that we were making during the forum time. So all are welcome to please come into the parish hall, invite a friend to come with you, have a cup of coffee, and browse and see what's there. And someone also told me there's chowder left over from yesterday, which is a lovely thing to have, too. So you notice in your pews there's an envelope. If you'd like to make a donation for Christmas flowers, please feel free to do so. Next Sunday we have one of our most beautiful services. Part of our ancient Anglican tradition are lessons and carols. Next Sunday at 3 p.m. It's a wonderful way to begin this season. Again, invite a friend and come and just let this beautiful music flow over you. So wherever you are in your life, know that you are welcome to come forward to the table where you can be fed with the body and blood of Christ. It sustains us. That energizes us to go out. To have that faith we need to be able to sit in the darkness. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. I think also, I forgot to mention, there will be a healing minister at the font during uh, communion, so please feel free to do that. Also, I just remembered something else. There's just so much going on. Uh, Bill and Hope are going to be leading a wonderful book study on children of men. It's a fascinating book, and you can buy it on Amazon, your local bookseller going to be December 16th. There's been a little change. It's in the bulletin, so check that out. But it's a fascinating uh, story in our time uh, that is so much about Advent and hope when everything else seems against it. So please, look that up. Again, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven. Be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In Him, you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In Him, you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness. in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him and- May the sun of righteousness shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.